Welcome to Rule 11, a weekly football officiating conversation. Rule 11 is a podcast show discussing all areas around college football officiating, on the field and off. Our passion is to help others pursue their goals in college officiating. The only way to improve is to work to improve, and this is one avenue to hone our craft. So we hope you enjoy the conversation just as much as we do on the road toward the perfect game. So thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Yeah, there we go. Welcome back. Hey, I just before we start, I want I've been meaning to say this for um a little while that uh I want to give a shout out to my friend David Nichols that wrote that little one minute music. Oh bit. yeah. Um great talent. If you're interested, Google David Nichols on YouTube and he's got some great stuff. So There you go. It's royalty free music, and I guess if we're doing a football official show, we should probably do things by the rules because all the other <laughs> podcast shows I listen listened to, they yep. got all kinds of Tom Petty and everything else going. <laughs> so I figure we at least do stuff by the rules anyway. So hey, Dwayne, how you doing today? I'm I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Um, so we're back for a, uh, another conversation. Um, uh, thanks for, again for joining us. If you're if you're listening, um, we really appreciate it, and uh, we hope to uh, pick up some more people along the way. So today's uh. Today's show is going to uh, include our first guest, Gary Reed from Las Vegas. Uh, yep. He's a Pac-12 uh, side judge, and uh, he's a co-director of Tate Council uh, Football Camp that's in the spring down in uh, southern Utah, and he'll talk a little bit about that, and he'll talk a little bit about his road to uh, the Pac-12 and uh, what got him into football fishing. So um, let's start it off with uh, Dwayne has his uh, one of his little things he's going to do each week, and it's going to be what we like to call the quote of the week. Yeah, it's just uh, something, uh, just something to think about. Uh, we, we could call it that, something to think about, but yeah. uh, sounds better. Quote of the week. Yeah. So today is a quote by Jerry Rice, uh, famous Forty uh, er and uh, the goat uh, in receiving. So he said, uh, "Today I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can accomplish what others can't." Yeah, and he sure did that. Uh, all those great videos of him running those hills, right? Yep. Yep. Over so. and he always thought that uh, if I'm not doing this, I know somebody's going to beat me, so I got to do this stuff. So exactly. Okay. So um, uh, yeah, we're going to have Gary. He's going to call in here shortly, so um, we will enjoy that. And um, uh, how about we talk about uh, who, what our uh, email address and uh, website? And yeah, just um, a quick reminder. Just a quick reminder. It's uh, www.rule11officials dot com that's uh eleven the the numeral one one uh rule eleven officials dot com the email address is rule eleven officials at gmail dot com and you can find us on twitter at rule eleven officials yeah the twitter yeah the twitter i saw that on my uh timeline today it says that the rule 11 the officials wants to follow me so i was <laughs> like okay i'll add one more follower i only got like maybe 10 so yeah yep. <laughs> no so okay uh gary's calling in now so um, we'll go to that and hope you enjoy it okay here we go we're gonna have a, a guest today um our first guest on rule 11 the officials is gary reed from las vegas gary is a current pac-12 side judge 
and also is co-director of the Tate Council football camp in South Utah, Southern Utah, Southern Utah, correct? Yeah. How you doing, Gary? Great. How are you? Good. It's good to have you on. It's good to hear your voice. Thanks for having me, man. I'm honored and humbled to be a part of the program. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a fun little adventure. So, um, so we're just going to ask a few things and kind of um, basically, basically have another another person's um, outlook on this this trade and this um, advocation we like to do. So, let's just start off with um, a little bit of your history, kind of how you started, where you started, and how you got to where you're at today, and and then we'll kind of ask some questions in in throughout that. How about that? It's fine. So. Um... Played football in Southern Utah, graduated in 98, came home with aspirations of coaching uh, football at whatever level I can achieve or attain to. Wound up going to UNLV and going to graduate school in 02, 03, and decided that I wanted to stay close to the game. And I didn't think I could walk away for three or four years and come back and coach. And the only thing that I could think of that would allow me to do that would be officiating because I could – you know, work JVs on Thursday, freshmen on Thursdays, and then Saturday work some youth games on my at my own on my own terms. I didn't want to be that kind of coach that was there some practices and missed other practices and games. <clears throat> and gotcha. uh, started officiating and never coached a down of football. Hmm. Just got the bug immediately. <laughs> Fell in love with the ability to kind of expand my playing career, if you will, and those that have you know, officiating, you know, they know what that's like. It's like we're almost we're every bit of part of of the game in reference to preparing the off season, the new gear and all the new latest gadgets and stuff that the game just the sports keep evolving. So that's kinda how it started for me. <clears throat> um and then I also started officiating basketball the same year. Okay. Just one of those things my kids were playing, and we all decided that basketball would be their choice and football would be my choice. And so I was able to be that dad that was just there. I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in when you commit to doing something, you need to do it the right way. And I did not want to be the kind of dad giving games back to an assigner or missing my own kids play because other kids across town were playing basketball. So gotcha. that's that's how I actually started officiating. Okay. Um. Which uh, can you tell us about your like the uh, the path you took to get to the uh, Pac-12? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can give the note version. Yeah, um, cliff notes, please. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I started officiating right, and then like anything else, was very fortunate and lucky that Southern California had expanded from five-person mechanics to uh, seven-person mechanics in the 2000, I believe, six or seven. So I did two years of high school, was fortunate enough to get invited to the college group and uh, worked my first game at Riverside at Bad Judge, believe it or not, for Rich Colon over in Southern California. And so <clears throat> it just took off from there in reference to doing UNLV practices, doing varsity in town. And my mentor, the guy who got, got me started, Bernie Rhodes, told me to go to camp. He said, you need to go to camp. Kenny Rivera has a camp in Fresno. You're not ready for Reno. Go to Fresno yep. first. Yep. And uh see how it goes. Sure enough, I showed up at um at Reno, excuse me, Fresno. And uh Kenny Rivera picked me up from the airport, man. It was crazy. I had wow. no idea, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. I sign up and I go 
And I show up. He's, what time you get in? Okay. So I'm waiting out there on my luggage, and here comes this guy. Hey, how you doing? Can you get in? So driving back, I'm still going to have a clue. I didn't figure out who he was until the next morning. It was like, <laughs> drop your bags, bed, right? And then the next day was the kickoff of the actual camp. And we stayed in the dorm zone at Fresno. <clears throat> and it was just a shot in the arm. So in the next year, he expanded Fresno to a college setup for seven-person mechanics because the first year was five-year high school. Yep. Second year was still at Fresno. Still wasn't quite ready for Reno at the time. But they expanded Fresno to seven-person mechanic. Mm. And went back again, it was on the line of scrimmage working headlinesmen and uh, just having a blast doing it. Sure enough, the next year I actually wound up going to Reno, and that's when I met Mike Burton. And things kind of took off from there. Right. So worked for Burton for yeah. seven years. Yep. Working it, you know, so, very fortunate, uh, one of the best. Yeah. Yep. No, I was just going to say Mike Burton. Uh, he's a Northwest Northwest Conference for guys that don't know who are listening and um, the GNAC. So, yeah. yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Had a tryout at Southern Utah University, as luck would have it, at my old alma mater. Uh-huh. And uh, Dixie State at the time on board and that's kind of how we got in the fold so we were invited to work out and try out take the test and do like a little quasi uh half a day clinic if you will at southern utah with burton leading the charge wasn't hired that year but the very next year was brought in <clears throat> and then a few late a few years later joined the swack staff yep SWAC yep. attack right um, in the southwest mr maharrell mitchell came to camp um as a guest as a supervisor and just kind of said, Hey, why don't you work for me? (laughs) I don't, (laughs) so in that, uh, I remember very clearly myself, Reggie Smith and Chuck Stewart were all driving to Walmart. And the next night he kind of pulled me to the side and invited me to staff. So I worked for him for three years. Yeah. Yeah. Worked for him for three years, worked some huge, huge games, great crowd, great atmosphere. And then um, <clears throat> fortunate enough to get the call this past season full-time uh, to the Pac-12 as a side That's trip. awesome. That, yeah, that is great. Um, yeah, it, it's just great to hear people's uh, journey and uh, just the different ways people move up. And, uh, and yeah, so that's a good – you had some good thoughts along the way. One of the things you mentioned was – some of the camps you went to. And so that kind of brings me to a question, you know, you know, people always ask, do I need to go to camps and, you know, that sort of thing. What are your thoughts on camps in general? Like, you know, what are the, what are the importance, what's the importance of going to camps and clinics and if, if you're trying to move up or even if you're not trying to move up? Yeah. Great question. So the reality is when the season is underway, we're all running and gunning. Right. And you don't, really have time to uh, learn the idiosyncrasies or really get delve into it because you're essentially, you know, building your library or working off what you already know. Yep. Right. So the way you actually expand your knowledge and in <clears throat> your, in your, in your mechanic base is to actually get out, get some feedback, see what other guys are doing and, and not so much worry about the other officials that are there, but just kind of looking at yourself and say, hey, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to improve my yeah. game? Right. And that's when you really grow, right? Because you'll make a mistake in year, year one and you will master it maybe two or three years later. But when you go to camp and you get an opportunity to learn the latest, you know, 
tricks of the trade and those that are really pros of what they do, they they'll share. And that's, that, that's the importance of camp. <clears throat> I don't think you can get that no. uh, just by some, someone has the time to really sit down and just go over every little thing with you because everyone's working their own respective yeah. games. And exactly. the, the live, the, the, the instant feedback is great. It's uh, it's, I don't think you can beat that. So um, good, good example. Um, when I attended your, your, your camp for the first time, uh, five years ago or so, uh, mm-hmm. I was, I was working, practicing because I'd never worked back judge in my life. And I was trying to, to figure some of that out. And, and I remember being on the end line and Harold Mitchell and is it, I can't remember, Dion Shepard. Yep. Both of those guys yep. were on the end line. And every single time when I'd start to kind of mosey on out towards the hash marks, they'd grab the back of my shirt and drag me right back to the goalpost. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you can't, you can't get that out of a book. You know, it's, it's, uh, that's no. exactly yeah. what yeah. I was hoping to hear. So that's good stuff. Yeah. yeah yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think, uh, camps are hugely important, especially nowadays with the, uh, the competition nowadays to actually uh, move up. There's a, you know, a lot of people yep. you're competing with. Um, there's also the networking aspect of, uh, of camps, uh, just meeting, Absolutely. not just supervisors, but other officials that you're, you're actually going to be working with as you move up. So uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so let, speaking of camps, let's talk about uh, the camp you co-direct. Uh, uh, let's start with just kind of how you got it started, like the the history of it, how long has it, it's been in operation, and 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 how it came together, that sort of sure. thing. Yeah, sure. So as you remember, I went to Fresno that first year as a camper, high school. The year two, I went to Fresno, and just as the luck was having here locally. We had a guy named Terry Tate that was really big on – he was our instructional chair. He was big on creating a manual so we'd all have something to, to, to work from. And at the time, um, we had 12 crews doing 12 different things, maybe 14 wow. crews. And so his whole point was, I'm going to make this book. This is going to be our, our guidelines. This is what we're going to use. We're going to sign off on it, and we'll have you know something to build from. And at the same time, I kind of started getting – involved politically i ran for the football board that my third year in i believe <clears throat> and i'm sitting in the room remember i said i was at you know yeah. going to get my master's in public administration i'm sitting in the cafe eating some some breakfast <laughs> and we we're about ready to do a you know lead and learn so we had a class that we were uh, working lunch we couldn't we couldn't get away so i knew i needed to get something early so i'm sitting there eating and all of a sudden about 300 athletes are walking right into the cafeteria with full-blown gear on. I'm like, what is going on and where do you guys come from? I to one of the kids. I'm like, excuse me, young man, what are you doing and why do you have on full pads? He's like, what, football? I said, yeah. He's like, well, we have a camp. Mike Sanford, the coach at UNLV, had a full, full-blown full full contact camp going. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> And immediately, you know, I thought, we got to get one of these. We got the kids. We got the facilities. We got to get, you know, the officials going here. Yeah. So sure enough, I happened to be at a basketball game, and I was set by Coach, Coach Mark Bradson, the defensive coordinator for UNLV at the time, and <clears throat> was the camp director. So I asked, I said, hey, can we can we join you guys and we'll bring officials and we'll do a clinic around the kids, you know, hitting. 
It's like, I don't know. You know, he kind of gave me a few concerns and, but he didn't, he didn't say no. That was the key, right? And so, yeah, went to work and started talking to all the guys, Mark Ratner, Mark Perlman, Terry Tate, Bruce Bain, all the local guys who were, you know, our respective e-board. And they were like, sure, that's a great idea. And we wind up in the very next season starting 75 bucks, high school only, five-person mechanic at UNLV. Um, we were just in conjunction with them. So we were, we were with Coach Sanford for three years, and he actually loved us because he felt like we gave this, the, the camp credibility when, they saw, when the parents saw refs there. Yeah. <clears throat> and so when he got let go, obviously, we had to find a new home. And that led to us going to Southern Utah no, University. That's my question. Okay, good. Right <laughs> on. So it's 75 bucks yep. for the first three years. That's yep. a heck of a deal. Heck of a deal. Yep. So three years at UNLV, and then after that, then you, then you moved on to Southern Utah. Correct. So three years at UNLV, one year high school, excuse me, one year classroom early, only okay. at Palo Verde, excuse me. And um, that fourth year, we went, up, we went to Southern Utah. Ed Lamb was the head coach at the time who his luck would have. I'm telling you, sometimes the, the stars yeah. align. Ed Lamb had just spent time in Park City with the Big Sky uh, football officiating staff and did a full-blown clinic with them. And he was just blown away with the effort and time that went into it. So when I walked up to Coach Lamb and we started talking, he's all in. He, he's definitely pro-official and an advocate for us. Uh, and he invited us immediately. So Dwayne will recall, yep. and so will you probably, Tyler, where we did shuttle buses up from Vegas down to Southern Utah, and, yeah, and off awesome. we went, man. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, yep. Tyler and I was talking about this, and uh, it, I mean, you, your story and with the camp, it's kind of you know an inspiration for us doing what we're doing now with this uh, Rule 11 thing, um, kicking this off. So absolutely. Um, absolutely. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, just. Just trying something and then, you know, seeing if it works. Seeing what yeah. sticks. Yep, yep. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so just a little bit more. Uh, let's talk more specifics about the the camp itself. Like this, you have a camp coming up okay. in 2018. Um, can you talk about that? Yeah. Registration open. Um, can you tell me the dates. Sure. Um, you know what what it's about. A little bit about the agenda. Yeah, whatever you want to tell me about it. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'll definitely, you know, at this time, talk about the co-director, Chris Griffith, the local, another local official board member. He's an actual board chair here in, in Southern Nevada. Uh, the, the two of us just kind of from the – when we first did that first one, it was just so rewarding. And he's been just a godsend in reference to this tech savvy part of it, all of the logistics in reference to – things we need to keep us on the cutting edge. And you guys could probably recall last year we did conference calls, position supervisors, outstanding newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, the dates are June 25th, right? That's our travel day. And then we'll, we'll wrap it up on June 28th. There'll be one session this year. Um, <clears throat> the website is really easy. It's Tate Console, www.tateconsole, all one word, dot com. The fee this year is um, – $700. And then we're also adding a replay component uh, that Chris is a, a current instant replay uh, communicator for the big sky. So my role obviously is to try to create the most dynamic staff I can, yep. or we can, excuse me. And then 
um, the logistics of it. So as I go around the country to camps as a clinician or camper myself, I always try to do the latest and greatest trends that work successfully. But the one thing I think anyone that wants to get involved with running any type of camp, I think there's, there's, there's something you really have to lock in on. That's starting on time and ending on time. People's uh, time is super valuable. And I can't tell you the feedback that we've gotten over the 11 years in reference to the organization and or the timeliness yeah. of it. So when you say you start at eight, when you start at eight, that is huge versus 807, <laughs> 815. It might not yeah. sound like a lot, but it, it it's really a big deal. <clears throat> so whenever you sit down with your board or you, any folks that are helping you, whenever you guys agree on from a timeline standpoint, you got to stick to that thing as close as you possibly yeah, can. Yeah, I know from uh, coming yeah, to so, your camps, you're you're on top of that. You, yeah. you got your side judges giving you the time. <laughs> yeah. That was my life. Yeah, and uh, you're, you're definitely making yep. sure we're on time. That's huge. People really, really appreciate that. So are, are you still yep. currently working seven-man crews at uh, Tate? Yes. Yes, that we are. We kicked it around in reference to, was it time to go to eight-person? I don't think we're there yet. I think quite naturally when the game evolves and more more games are yep. being worked at eight-person mechanic, we will. But at this time, we our niche is that we want to prepare you for you know, big league football. We know we're not uh, the Sasses or the Arkansas of the world or even the Tom Beer East or West. Those those are gigantic in Harold Mitchell's camp as well. Those are tryouts. Those are when you are ready to go, you're locked in, you've paid your money, and now you just need an opportunity to prove what you can do in the FCS level yeah. or would Power you, 5 level. Yeah, right? with that, would you say that your camps, uh, at least this is my belief, and you can tell me if you agree, that it, it's great for sure. um, a, a high school guy trying to get into the college ranks or that first, that, that uh, college, small college official that's in their first few years of, of that trying to prepare to go to maybe one of those other camps uh, that you mentioned. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That's exactly it. I think when we have David Coleman there, he's obviously identifying guys, that he wants to look for, look at in the future of the Pac-12. Obviously, we added uh, Conference USA, but this year we'll be adding Division Three coordinator uh, Mark Balt, excuse me, and then Division Two coordinator Craig Griffith uh, from the East Coast, if you will. Because again, that's our niche. We really want to get the guys that are um, starting the journey more yeah, so than great. those that are ready yeah, for qualified. You, yeah, why are you talking about uh, supervisors? Can you talk about you know, the supervisors that you've had in the past, at least, or that will be invited this year? Yeah. Are coming up. Sure. So last year, obviously, <clears throat> David yep. Coleman, Harold Mitchell, Conference USA, Gerald, should I say their sure, respective sure, leagues as well, uh, I guess? Everybody might not know. Yeah. So from, right, exactly. All right, so David Coleman, Vice President of Pac-12, Harold Mitchell, Coordinator of Officials for the SWAC, Joe Austin, coordinator of officials for Conference USA. Um, Rich Colin, Southern California, official, coordinator, director of officials, excuse me. Um, let's see here, who else? Bob Taylor, Western yep. States Football League. Mike Burton. I feel like I'm missing someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really? Yeah, right. Missioner. My guy, Commissioner Mike Burton, 
Yes. Uh, the GNAC, as we said earlier, and the NIFOA, IFOA. Those are the, so sometimes when you invite people, they don't always show. So I'm trying to ramble my, my brain because of the folks that were invited but didn't attend last year. But though that was that's our the guys that are, are just been staples for us. They've been there with okay. the exception of Joe Austin more than um, once. A couple of questions I think uh, yeah. at least I think people like to ask about camps in general. One of the big things is the number of snaps. So can you yep. talk about the, the format of the camp and like how, you know, how the snaps sure. will work out? Absolutely. So <clears throat> we have the first set up, first set in the morning is a full hour and hour, 15 minute matchup where you have respective uh, varsity and junior varsity schools um, in a three, three team round robin, essentially you have three teams and they'll take turns with offense, defense, and it's just live reps. So then there's a break go back at dinner after dinner and do the exact same format with a different set of teams. And then there's sometimes seven on seven and yeah. a big man contest. So depending on how that plays out, we've, there've been years where we officiate the seven on seven. We got value out of, and there's been other years where it's just no value there. But the reality is uh, you'll get full contact uh, snaps to the ground. And there also, there's also a thud period where their kids are just, they're hitting to it. You know, yep. Running full speed, but hit to a thud and stop. But again, you get live feedback and you get you know live reps out on the field versus yeah, just classroom. I mean, if, if I remember correctly, it's, it's basically you're doing two a days for uh, couple, yeah. for a couple of different days. Uh, exactly, and right. then maybe even a third day. The finale. Yep. Yeah, and the finale. Excuse yeah, me. The yeah, finale yeah. is the goal line challenge, right? When all the teams. All the parents were invited up to see their kids that they haven't seen in about four or five days uh, get after one another, and it's essentially king of the hill. So the team that scores the most points and or the defense that's the most dominant, they kind of walk right. away from the scrimmage with confidence or something to build on if you don't have a good matchup on the last day. Yeah. Goal line challenges is, is – Yeah, so those a, are un- great Unbelievable snaps. experience. Um, so Gary, you mentioned you mentioned the uh, the cost of of the entry, but then so if folks just need to get themselves there, right? Travel, flight, get yourself there. What about room and board? Is that uh, yep. covered, or they got to they got to cover that? Yes, yes. Room is included. Board, yes, it's all there. We'll, we'll feed you lunch and we'll feed you dinner. Breakfast is your own. Okay, people are on their own. Campers are on their own. Uh, but we eat lunch every day, and there's oh, always yeah. a nice, nice um, dinner <laughs> as we've evolved with that. We get our boys coming from Texas, yeah. throwing down some dinner. barbecue and catfish and taco Yeah, bar dinner is uh, legendary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's legendary. It's yeah. not yeah. Yeah. after it. Not sack lunches. It's not. No, they they're throwing down. They're smoking meat for a, a full day. All kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. So yeah, man. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, you've answered a lot of good stuff and uh, we're just always trying to see how we can share this information. And this was great. So um, I think we're going to end it on on that. If um, if there's anything you want to plug or throw out there besides take counsel, feel free. Um, And just again, Gary, what's the website again? Just to have people we'll put it up. We'll put it on our website as well. But uh, just so let's, give it to him again. Sure. Yep. Okay, thank you. That would be awesome. 
Tate Consul. So www.taitconsul.com. Yeah, very simple. Very simple. You have to go on there. You have a few questions in reference to how did you hear about us? What league are you already working in? Because obviously, moving forward, we want to follow you when the season. Once you had camp, and you know we can help or assist with the assignment you're in. I yeah. mean, it's like you said earlier; it's a network, it's a family, and so we don't want to just take your money and then say have a good day. We definitely want to see you, you know, <laughs> capture the flag, whatever that might look like for you. Because some people. Well, I mean, we have guys right now that have been to camp that are working this weekend. We'll be working yeah. the Sugar Bowl. They'll be working some of these yeah. major bowl games, and it's just a shot in the arm. Everyone has a, you know, their flag they want to capture, but we definitely want to, you know, stay connected with you. And so yeah. that's just our approach. <clears throat> and then so you also you have to throw your professional tie and excuse me, your professional j- – Shirt and tie with your sports coat, and we want that picture up on. So when we get rolling, we have a, a you know, spectacular uh, That's presentation. Awesome. Exactly. That's yeah, I'm glad you uh, mentioned yeah. the the clinicians because um, that might, I mean, that might be the best part of this uh, camp. I, I I always say to folks, this is the best value sure. camp value you're gonna get bang for the buck because. You're gonna get a lot of the same That's clinicians. That's what we you know, want. You yeah. get at these uh, more expensive camps, mm-hmm. um, and it's and they're and I think you, cho- you right. I know you choose right. your clinicians carefully. They're down to earth guys that you can just talk to, pull to the side, and just have honest conversations with. So um, I, I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah, and you got a hotbed of good officials in Las Vegas and in Utah, Absolutely. so you, they don't have to come far. So that's great. Yeah. Um, Gary, thanks for coming on. I appreciate, we really appreciate it. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, it was very, uh, I've been excited all day, man. Just waiting. <laughs> that's, awesome. call that's great. Okay. You know, time is important. So I, I really appreciate your time. I believe in you guys. I believe in the process. So keep going, man. Okay, Gary. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, thanks again. Gary. Okay. Thanks for having me. We'll talk soon. Take care. Thanks. Yep. So yeah, Gary Reed. Hey, that was awesome. Um, it was it was good to hear his voice, and I'm so happy that he came on. What did you, you think of that uh, conversation? Yeah, that was that was awesome. Uh, you know, a little bit more than I bargained for. I thought you know I got a little bit more insight. I know Gary, but I didn't know his uh, his background around uh, a football and that, all of that. So it's always good to hear other people's stories and um, take little bits and pieces out of there for your own. Uh, your own benefit. So yeah, yeah, all that was good. I mean, it, it kind of, it, it, when I heard him talk about uh, playing at Southern Utah, that kind of kicked in and go, Oh, maybe that's where he had the, the inside track at some point to get to, to use your facilities and everything down the road for, for take council. So that was good to hear. Um, great yeah. information for any of the, any of the guys out there that are looking to go s- to some camps. Um, we both have been to take council. We, we both could say, like you heard on the on the on the talk that uh, it's a great bargain for your buck. Um, yep. Yeah. S- same people you would see it for the most part at Stars and Stripes or some of the others show up for that one too. So. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, and, and it's a lot less. Uh, you get to me, you get uh, better access to the uh, clinicians. Uh, as far as uh, being able to talk to them one on one and that sort of thing, so, yeah, especially in the evening. I mean, and, everybody's kind of hanging out with each other, so it's good to you can just talk as normal, you know, normal folk too, and yeah. say, hey, you know, 
what's what's the nightlife like and uh, <laughs> with some of you guys so that's kind of interesting too so yep, it was yep. great to have Gary on it was it was it was a it was a pleasure to to have our successful first um, interview guest that was fun experience we'll hope to have more here in the near future um, we'll kind of be playing around with that uh, soon to come so yep. um, with all that said um, hey Dwayne why don't you just remind us again of uh, where the people can reach us for um, any information or if they want to contact us? Uh, the the website is www.rule11officials.com rule11, one, one, officials.com We'll have uh, some show notes up there with information about Take Council. That some of Gary's stuff, yeah, okay. Yep, yep. And uh, a link to his website so uh, you can go check it out and uh, and hopefully register for his camp. Yeah. Uh, the email rule 11 officials at gmail.com and Twitter at rule 11 officials rule 11 rule 11 officials. There it is. Yeah. So yeah, um, there's another one in the books. Um, look forward to another, uh, conversation coming out shortly. Um, not sure what we're going to be yet, but we, uh, we'll, we'll hammer down some topics and we'll, we'll knock something out. So, Thanks again for joining us. Uh, enjoy the little outro and song of the week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. We want to thank you so much for taking the time and listening to Rule 11. We hope you got something from today's conversation just as much as we did. If there's any topic discussed from today's show that you'd like to come back to, please visit our website at www.rule11officials.com for any show notes and or documents that we have around today's show. Also, if you have any comments, suggestions, or future show topics, shoot us an email at rule11officials at gmail.com. I promise we'll read them all. One final thing is, please subscribe wherever you are listening to this publication. That way you can get alerts for the latest and greatest conversations. Now, enjoy the fight song of the week and have a great day. We want to thank you.